Welcome back to the Writer's Advice Podcast, everyone. I'm so excited for another fabulous interview today. And just a quick little shout out. The Writer's Advice Podcast is now brought to you by Booksprout. Booksprout is literally the go-to for anyone who has written a book, who is bringing out a book and wants to get pre-reviewers. Reviews are so important to get your book seen on so many of the major outlets and retailers, and also just to grab that feedback on your book and create that community and build that base of readers. And Booksprout, you can literally upload your books from wherever, uh, whatever platform that you use as your distributor. Send it out before it's released so you can send out ARC copies for free to all of your reviewers and get get early feedback, create that base and, and chat to people as well. Um, and then all your reviews are based everywhere. I love Booksprout because it is the one um, platform, I guess, that I have found where you get to have that really one-on-one interaction with people that are reading your books and and get all that feedback and and all that good stuff. So just head to booksprout.com to learn more about it. And if you're a reader and you want to read advanced copies, you can sign up for free as well and read everyone's books. My next full series is on there. So if you're a lover of YA dystopian, the Social Games trilogy is now on there. All you have to do is hit a book sprout, search my name, and you can read the full trilogy for free if you love all things Matrix, Metaverse, Black Mirror, AI, and a little bit of a futuristic dystopian world with a strong heroine female character, then search my name in book sprout now. Also, it is bought, this episode is brought to you by the Six Figure Author Coach. Now, this is if you have some books on your belt, you've classified yourself a writer, and you are now like, oh my God, I am going all into this self-publishing, into your business, and you want to make the most of it, but you're like, where the hell do I start? This is your go-to guide for all things marketing with proven strategies, all things writing, all things editing, literally everything that you need to create the most success for your books. Rebecca Hamilton and her team at the Six Figure Author Coach have it all, all courses, as well as their 3XP course, which is their signature course of all things Um marketing and becoming the best author that you want to be. So if you think that this might be for you, if you're looking at um, getting a mentor in your process of becoming a writer, then contact me at Olivia Hillier Author, O-L-I-V-I-A-H-I-L-L-I-E-R Author on any socials to chat to me about it. Um, and yeah, how the Six Figure Author Coach might work for you. Okay, that is on my updates. Now, let's get into this fabulous interview. Writer's Advice is a point of connection, a dose of inspiration, and an insight into the creative process of the babes behind the books. I'm your host, Olivia Hillier. Each week, I'll be interviewing authors from around the globe on their creative process and how they got to where they are today and what it's really like inside the industry of publishing. So listen in, take notes, and I hope you walk away inspired, ready to take on the next level of your writing wherever you are in your journey. Great, sounds good. Welcome back to the Writer's Advice Podcast, everyone. I am very excited because on this week's episode, we are joined by Brindy Quinn, who is 
honestly, the queen of new adult, young adult fantasy romance. So I'm so excited to dive into your whole adventure and so many of your books. So thank you so much for joining me, Brindy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Now, I when did this all start for you? Because you have so many books under your belt. You have been writing for years. When was the moment that, or like, when did you first realize that you were a writer or that this was going to be, you know, a thing for you? Yeah, I think, I mean, I've loved writing my whole, whole life. Um, I published my first novel in 2011. So I've been around for quite a while. Most people haven't heard of me up until my genie romance. It's kind of when I, you know, stepped out and, and most people have found me because of that. But yeah, I have a huge back catalog started publishing in 2011 but I knew I've always written loved reading growing up and I loved writing like plays and stuff my grandma used to do like play scripts for that I'd tell her and then she'd type out before I could type myself and so I've always loved creating stories and worlds and all that oh my gosh that's amazing and how did that how did that like love turn into your first book essentially was your first book one that you published did you do a couple more beforehand how did that what was that journey yeah, like? <laughs> wrote my very first novel was in middle school I wrote a, a middle grade novel about kids in this disappearing house and it was stored on like our school servers and so I worked on it year after year and then they got a new server and I lost the whole thing so that was my first pro- like novel project I would just go and like make tweaks during computer lab time um, and then I did write I did a lot of like started stories but my first one that I fully completed was the one that I published and that is my Heart of Ferella series I kind of threw all my ideas and all the tropes into it. It's very standard fantasy, you know, debut novel with a lot of a lot of typical tropes in it, but, but it's a fun one still. So that wasn't my first, but it was my first fully completed novel. Yeah, yeah. And did you publish that one or did you work with a publisher on that? Nope, I, I self-published up until the publishing co-op that I'm part of now. So most of my back catalog was self-published. I, I opened up my own imprint uh, like five years into my self-publishing journey and started publishing under that imprint name. Um, but then up until I joined Midnight Tide, which is my current publisher co-op group, um, I was just on my own kind of, <laughs> that's why a lot of people haven't heard of me because I was, didn't know how to market. I didn't really have any author friends. I was just kind of plopping books into the universe over and over again. I just want to say, firstly, that is amazing. You've opened up your own imprint. Like, I think, I think there's a huge like business brain beside that to to do that. I think that's incredible. Um, in, in this in this whole world, what made you want to, uh, like go that down that route, particularly? Yeah. So my very first novel, I actually did try to query traditional route, and looking back, it's been rewritten several times since then. That was like twelve years ago, and. It was really green. I thought it was the best thing ever. And I didn't understand. I, I created like the 10 biggest agents and got like the 10 biggest rejections. And so I was like, well, I guess it's not for me. I guess I'll do self-publishing. And I actually, I'm from Minnesota in the U.S. And Amanda Hawking is a popular self She started out self-published and I, she had gotten big right when I was first publishing. And so I kind of followed her journey and mirrored a lot of what she did yeah. in those beginning years. And then, um, yeah, that just kind of took over. And then after I started self-publishing, I loved the create the creative freedom. I kind of just got into my role of writing and I've never really been in this for like money and stuff. I have a really good day job as well. And so I just loved writing and being able to have my stories out in the world, pick up my covers and do all of that fun stuff. And that's just what I kind of did and just got into this habit of <laughs> writing and releasing and kept on for years and years that way. 
That's amazing. And what what did those years look like for you? Because obviously, you know, you say you have a day job. What is your general writing routine? And did you, because you've got series as, as well. So did you always know that, you know, one was going to turn into book two? And did you give yourself so much time? Or were you kind of just flowing with it? What was that? Yeah. Yeah. That first one I kept, I remember way back when, it was in my very early 20s when I published it. And I remember thinking, is this long enough to be a book? I kept thinking like, is this long enough? Is this long enough? And I I was like so fixated. And by the time I got done, it was like 130,000 words. And the story wasn't even partially complete. So I was like, okay, well, I guess it's a trilogy. And then it turned into a four book series. And that was just me not really understanding how to manage a plot and where the climaxes should hit and really understanding how to meet those word counts. After that first one, then I started being more intentional about, I have five that are standalones and then the rest are part of series. And I would kind of do like a series and break it up with a standalone or two and then a big series. I would get kind of sick of being in the same world for too long. So I do something totally different. Um, Yeah, so I've gotten a lot better at being intentional about that stuff, but I had no idea what I was doing at the beginning. It was just kind of a (laughs) writing and seeing what happened. And I don't really, I still to this day, I don't really plot out my stuff. I just kind of have a general idea, dive in, and then see where the story takes me. Yeah, yeah. I really want to dive in. And um, you mentioned the day job. So. Yeah, so I could yeah. go. <laughs> so I, right now I work, I worked at, yeah, I worked at the same company for eight years now. I work, um, it's a finance company and I work in IT. I'm actually like a project manager in IT. So my days are very technical, a lot of analytics and stuff like that. And then my nights are just genie, like my genie world that I'm in right now, or these big fantasy. So my brain really gets a lot of exercise throughout the day of kind of that analytical side. And then as soon as I'm off the clock, it's pretty much working on book stuff, either writing or marketing like TikToks and making social media content all night long. So my days are pretty much just working around the clock on one of the two. Yeah, yeah. There, well, okay, there's so much I want to dive into all of this because, firstly, I, I love the whole. I find this really interesting because I'm much the same, and I I really love it when you have those like I'm more of an inner science world when you're in those jobs that are very like you know analytical, and then you're able to dive into that whole other side of your brain of a nighttime, and I think a lot of people you know, who are like teetering on the edge of whether they want to be a writer or any other sort of like have that creative thing in them. If they're in a career like that, it's kind of like, oh, can I, can I go out and do that? I I love that you, you know, you almost need like an outlet for that. And that's your thing, even though it's work, you love it. Right. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. I think it's a really good balance for me. I did for a while when I started out, I was writing full time for a few years in there. And it kind of took the joy out of it because it was just, it was at my job and I felt like I really had to do it. And when I, when I'm not financially tied to it and it's more of just a passion, I think I produce a lot better work. Mm -hmm. I'm not as stressed out and just having, having a solid day job. I mean, I would obviously love to have more time to create content and be more active on social media and be able to write books faster than I'm able to now. But it is nice to have the security and not have to rely on writing as my income because it just really makes, makes it a passion project. Every pa- project I do can be a passion project, which is really yeah. nice. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's it's a really interesting thing when it comes to creativity and then you're so right having to put your living mm-hmm. on that. I feel like that's a big dream 
for so many people. But I love hearing your point of view on it because when you do put it like that, it, it does become a job, which then adds yeah. the other the other stresses on top of it as well. Yeah. yeah. And I've been I've been pretty vocal about telling people I'm not in this for the money. I think sometimes people roll their eyes like, oh sure you're not, you know, I'm sure I mean everyone wants success and everyone wants to have their stuff seen. So I, I want more readers. I want to reach more people. I get frustrated if my video doesn't reach so many people on TikTok or whatever. But really my favorite part of all this is interacting with readers, seeing their reviews, you know, seeing their content that they produce and that them fangirling I love to fangirl about my own stuff I don't know what that says about me but I get excited about it too and that is what really what I get out of this the most is just interacting with people and if somebody loved my book it really really makes me happy so that's my main goal with all of this 100% when you're in that deep like creative journey it's like oh I finally get to share this with someone else and I want their feedback and it becomes like this collaborative thing of this creation that that you've made like that's um I think that is the biggest joy and I absolutely love how you speak about that but um where would you say that your create like where do your story ideas come from particularly like I I love fantasy and the world building of it and just everything that comes with it but your you know I feel like your brain has to particularly with how much you have created you know your brain has to be keep ticking and and creating in that way where would you say that your your inspiration comes from I get a lot of inspiration from nature and just moments Mm. so my stuff it's it's very voicey it's very feeling and internal very character driven there's some that are kind of a mix of plot and character some are more character heavy but I really get like inspiration from feelings and just moments of awe or you know if you're in in a moment it doesn't even have to be nature it can be like you're at like a state fair or just a moment where your your senses senses are on overload I I really pull from those experiences I want to write about how people feel in moments like that and I kind of start to build stories around them there are exceptions so my genie romance is my my current big one that people know me for that is totally inspired by a genie bottle that I have that was my grandpa's that he left me when he passed away. And I always loved genies as a kid. So that one is a little different. I have a few different reasons why I wanted to write that particular book. But a lot of it, it's like, man, I'll just be outside and I'll just, the wind will come through the trees and you just get like this sparkly feeling and you want to translate that sparkly feeling down onto paper that, so that other people can feel that moment. That's a big part of it. Oh my gosh. I have never actually heard someone explain it in that way before and that is so beautiful and you're it's right it's like getting that feeling out to someone else through your words that is so beautiful I absolutely love that I really love oh sorry keep going (laughs) I really love when like in reviews readers say that they feel like they were really there that's one of my favorite praises to get because that's really what I'm shooting for is people to be immersed in that world and I get praised for my world building a lot but I really want people to feel like they were in there experiencing it. And like they're sitting on the shoulder of this character that they're with and getting to kind of go through the emotions, the highs and lows and the world experiencing that world around them and the beauty of the things that are in the book. Yeah, absolutely. That is like everything you want in a book, really. You want to absolutely completely dive. And um, that also creates like an epic binge read experience if you've got a series because it's like I need to escape into this world for a little bit, which I absolutely love. So what was the moment where you were like, okay, I'm going to um, switch from self-publishing and move um, with a publisher essentially? What, how was that? Yeah, so for the, this one is really, this 
come true in my junior romance series is really dear to me because the main character is pretty much me. I, she's not exactly me, but she is the one. All of the other ones I've kind of masked. You know, I've changed them up. They have bits of me inside of them, but there's a lot in Dolly's story that mirrors some of what I've gone through in my life. And she, it's a really vulnerable work for me, despite mm. the hot genies and the magic and stuff. <laughs> the room she is and like what she's going through, I have lived through a lot of that and a lot of her fears and insecurities. So this one, I built up to this one for sure. And genies are one of my favorite mythical creatures. I loved I Dream of Genie as a kid. And I've always, I like dress like genies. I always knew I wanted to do a genie romance, but I wanted to kind of make sure I was seasoned enough to do it justice. And so this one, I knew when I wrote it, it was special to me. And I just wanted more people because I've always had a pretty small audience and I've been okay. You know, I obviously you want more people, but I've been okay just continuing on with this one. I really wanted it to reach more people. And I knew I was going to need another outlet to do that. So that's why with this one, I, I looked around at my options. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I love how you speak about that as well. I'm so excited. And book three is out literally, is it one or two months? Yeah, yeah. June 14th is the third one. Can you give um, listeners a little bit more of a synopsis of the Come True series and what they might be expecting for the new release as well? Yeah, so it's a it's a paranormal, paranormal fantasy rom-com. Uh, so it's a romantic comedy with magic and stuff. And it's about a girl who has been on this year-long kind of pledge of atonement because she she messed up. She lost all of her friends. And she lives in a state away from her home. So her family's not there with her. And the last year, she's been kind of trying to rebuild herself and kind of repent. And she goes to the thrift store. She finds a bottle. And she's going to use it as a vase. And when she gets it home, she feels this weird compulsion to kiss it. And that releases this hot genie who's now stuck to her. And he has to grant her wishes. He can't basically unbind from her until her wishes are granted. But part of this deal she's made with herself is to not treat herself to anything, to live a very, um, um, I don't know, like monk life. I don't know how how to describe it. A minimalist life, I guess. And he's trying to get her to give in to all of her desires. And she's just not that kind of person that wants things for free. She really thinks she has to work for what she wants. She has a lot of issues. And it just pulls her into this whole world of genies and magic. And when she does finally make a wish, for whatever reason, it doesn't take. So the the part of the exchange that he grants a wish and he gets a piece of her soul in exchange. And he cannot pull her soul out of her. So there's some kind of magical lock situation with her and her soul that they have to figure out. He's involved in this contest against his older brothers who are also trying to gain souls within a period of time so that they can win this family estate they want to become heir to it so all these like family dynamics it's kind of a race to see what's going on with their soul and then there's a lot of romance they're super attracted to each other it's a forbidden romance you're not supposed to fall in love with your genie and but there's a whole lot more as the series goes on so you know it was kind of a a word vomit description no I absolutely (laughs) love this so much this is this is so exciting and yeah it has literally been going wild like I'm so excited for you is it, so book three is that going to be the final or are you is it, does it go into more <laughs> I have six, <laughs> are you allowed yeah. to say <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I've been telling people this now but yeah I have six books planned for it so it's wow four main books and then kind of a two shorter books that'll come at the end yeah nice but yeah, yeah. six yeah. books so 
I absolutely love that. And what has that process been like for you? Are you re- like, is there a release every so often? Are you, um, how long is it taking you to write one? Cause when you're, I guess, committed for that many books and also now you have deadlines with a publisher as well. So it's like a whole different process. Yeah, so. yeah it's definitely a different process. And the first one I wrote about a year so this the first one released April of last year and I wrote it about a year before that so I had it for about a year before I um released it through the publisher and that one only took me a a little over a month to write because it was my natural voice it was really it just kind of spilled out of me which was awesome and I kind of thought the rest of them would go like that too so when I planned out my release schedule with my editor and my publisher I was like oh I'll give myself a couple months and the, the remaining ones have been super hard to write because the hype and the pressure I've never had to deal with before and the expectation. So they, they were quick. The second one took me a, a couple of months to write. And then the third one took me a couple of months to write, but it was more, a lot harder. I had to like sit down and like force myself and kind of have a schedule of when to write to meet my deadlines now, instead of just kind of winging it. Yeah. That's a really interesting thing you talk about too. Like the hype becoming a pressure. How did you, what does that feel like and how did you move through that to are you just like oh will they like this or oh, when you're thinking about the next plot line like how does that yeah I am still working through it to be honest because <laughs> so the one that's coming out in, in June is my 20th novel my 20th wow. individual novel including like mini series or omnibuses and the last one I wrote was the hardest book I've ever written because it's just that I love, again, the social media comments and interacting with people, but every time I would get one, it'd be like this little ding in my brain of that's somebody that's counting on you for this book. And now people are invested in the characters. There are kind of multiple love interests. And so people are kind of divided, divided on who they want her to be with and they have guesses and expectations for how. So it's, it's a lot of pressure. And I've just been trying to disconnect from it. When I plug into my writing time, I have, music that I listen to to kind of numb out the outside thoughts and just kind of really drill down. And I've had to be more intentional about writing time versus like other social media time or other, you know, family time. And really when I get into my creative space, that's, that's what I'm doing. I try to block everything else out. Cause I don't know how, uh, I don't know how else other people do it, but it is, it's a def- different beast for sure. Yeah, because you almost don't want to, like, obviously you want to be a part of your, you, you want to connect with your audience. But at the same time, it's almost like, oh, don't tell me what you want. Like, <laughs> and just no. like let it and let it come out and see what happens. So um, yeah, and people keep having guesses, and I'm like, I, I appreciate that, but I'm like so scared someone's gonna guess exactly what happens. Like right now, it's oh. still a, a pretty big secret. I don't think anyone is close to knowing what's gonna happen, but there's lots of guesses, and somebody could could guess it, and then. It, and I also, I'm kind of known for twists. So all my books have twists in them. So that's another thing. I think people are looking ahead, trying to figure out what the twist is going to be in the next one. And I'm trying to be teasing on social media, but also secretive enough that they can't figure things out. It's it's a hard balance to figure out for sure. I was going to say that is hard. That is hard of like, because, you know, people are halfway through the story. If you give something a little bit too much away without realizing it could yeah. 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 And you want to like titillate people, you know, you want to put clues out there so people can, you know, conspire and try to figure it out. And you want to try to bribe new people into this series too, by giving excerpts that are enticing, but they're spoilery too. So it's it's hard to figure out what to, what to show and tell and what not to. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's a whole other thing in, in itself. I find that with blurbs when you're writing a series. And if there's something out there for the next one that, you know, you can't give away from 
from the previous book and it's it's the same with content as well so yeah yeah so that is like from 2011 till now you have this is about to be your 20th book which you deserve a huge celebration for yourself in that that is absolutely (laughs) amazing (laughs) I hope that you have something really great planned but um you're probably sitting here on nerves of like waiting for it to come out but um what would you, a lot of the people listening into this podcast are either like write, like newbie writers or they're looking to, you know, write their first manuscript. What advice would you give um, to someone who is kind of currently in that environment right now? Yeah, I would say just write because I've had so many people over the years that have told me they are going to write a book and they just never sit down and do it. So I think that's just, nobody's going to do it, but you, you have to be self-motivated and you have to just make yourself do it. And the first one's not going to be good. I mean, even if you are a good writer, there are so many elements and components to figure out because you have to know how to write well, you have to have good grammar, but you also have to figure out like characters and how to evolve them and, and how to describe worlds and how to make everything make sense. There are just so many bits and pieces that it takes time and practice. It's like anything you have to practice. So I would say sit down and write every day. And that's what I make myself do. Even if I'm in a block, even if I don't really have a project, I try to sit down and force myself to work, you know, for an hour or two on just getting better, becoming a better writer. And that's the big, and once you get into the habit of it and it starts to become a little addicting. So maybe it's not the healthiest advice, but you start to feel like you miss it and you want to get back into it. Um, And I think that's really a good tell that you're, you're getting into your craft. Yeah, I think that's amazing advice. Absolutely. Do you give yourself like a word count or anything or you're like, no time, like I've got to sit down for this amount of time? Yeah, my, um, well, when I was doing it full time, it was like 3000 words a day was my kind of target. When I have a day job, which I've had for years and years now, it's about 2000 is kind of my my hopeful goal. And 1000 is my minimum, like I need to hit 1000. And I'll write crap if I have to get up just so I have words on paper, because you can always pick out of it and it just helps your brain continue to know that this is what we're doing um yeah so but this winter when I was working on book three I had to force myself to do 2,000 a day because I could tell I was like falling behind and just that pressure and everything um so yeah I, I do set word count goals and they do help yeah absolutely and I love all that advice that you have passed on because it is literally consistency like you have you and you're like the glowing truth of that of like to sit down and make it happen and literally yeah I love the word count thing too because when you say sit down even when you're not feeling it I feel like I don't know I do this with me sometimes once you get you like not feeling it and then you're pretty much like maybe you give yourself that thousand you're almost there and that's when you feel like oh <laughs> you know you can keep that going. is so true that 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 two thousand that I was forcing myself to write it would be like such a struggle up until, and it would be hours and hours. And all of a sudden I hit 2000. I went on a stop because I was like in the groove of it and I get a couple thousand more down. So it's so true. It helps yeah. you get into it. And then it's like, you're off to the races and you're, you're good to go. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Well, I am so excited for um your new country, the new country. What is the, what is the actual title? Yeah. So so I'll go through. So book one is Come True, a bomb-ass genie romance. Book two is Granted, a bomb-ass genie sequel. And book three is Dreams Really Do, a bomb-ass genie wedding. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I'm going to put the links to all of these in the show notes so everyone can absolutely get about them, which I highly recommend, particularly after that synopsis. I'm <laughs> really feeling into it. So 
Uh, thank you so much for joining us today, Brindy. And oh, wait, where can people find you, connect with you, all the things? Make sure you just let us yeah, know. Yeah, my, um, my handle everywhere is my first name, Brindy with F-U-L. So Brindiful. That's on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, pretty much everywhere you can find me. And then my books are Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all the main retailers. You can find me there. So Happy. lots of forced proximity, lots of forbidden romance, world building banter, sparkly stuff. That's kind of what I'm known for. So It's gorgeous. And your, all your content is gorgeous too. It is really creative and beautiful. It's, it's eye-catching. So awesome. I will put all of that in the show notes. And um, I'm very excited for the next release. Make sure that you do celebrate. <laughs> do something big for book 20 we'll get champagne for sure yeah yeah <laughs>